I V M. Welcome to a very special episode of Advertising is Dead. Um, disclaimer, um, this might sound a little different from all our regular ones, uh, primarily because it's not recorded in the studio. Uh, I'm actually recording this one at home. Um, and the reason I'm doing it at home is things have been hectic. I've also been kind of under the weather with a couple of things. So uh, the choices were A, uh, don't do an episode this week or B, uh, figure a way to do an episode at home. Um, so I chose B. Um, and so, yeah, so and anyway, this long pending AMA episode gets to happen. Uh, what was the need to do an AMA episode? I asked a bunch of you guys questions on social and, uh, I actually found the array of what was asked interesting. Um, but I felt it wasn't something that I alone could answer. Um, a lot of them were really, had different kinds of focus areas. So that'd be interesting to get a guest in, um, someone who's actually been on the show before. Uh, and someone will have uh, pertinent areas of under, uh, understanding of pertinent areas uh, pertaining to the questions. I used that pertaining word too many times, but that's fine. So I have Pooja on the show today. Uh, Pooja, as many of you know, is the CEO of Glitch. Uh, she comes from a long background of having worked in every place like Unilever and JWT and Contract. And she was head of marketing at Femina and, and lots and lots of other things. And before she kind of came on to Glitch and kind of helped uh, grow it into uh, what it is today. So th- I thought it'd be interesting to get her on and together kind of answer these questions. So yeah, so this is a special AMA episode, which might end up being a, a consistent feature kind of an AMA episode uh, of Advertising is Dead. I'm Varun Dugirala, co-founder and corner chief at The Glitch, and we'll be right back with this episode. Welcome back to Advertising is Dead. Uh, we're still with Pooja. Hi, Pooja. Hi, Varun. I've dragged you into this at uh, what seems to be 10.30 at night on a Sunday to do this. So, And when I have a flight at 5 a.m. the next day. See, the commitment of podcast hosts these days, I tell you. like, uh, uh, But yes, so uh, why do I have you on this today was the fact that uh, there were a bunch of questions that kind of came in. Um, I thought it'd be interesting to get your perspective on some of them. So it's not just one person answering questions, but really get... Uh, because I don't come from a traditional advertising background. I haven't worked in that space. You, I haven't worked on the brand side either. You have experience in both those areas. So I thought it'd be yeah. interesting to get your perspective from those ends, as well as what you do at Glitch, which is very different from what I do at Glitch. Sure. Um, so yeah. So um, what, what are your thoughts on answering people's questions? I think it's number one. I'm particularly very proud of the way you've, you know, the, the journey that you've been on with this podcast. And um, I know the number of people who have spoken to us about it in the meetings that we've been in together and and I think just the impact um, that just just information has on on young people because you we don't realize as we're busy in our day jobs that so many people are seeking the answers uh, answers to very simple questions which are part of our daily life yeah and uh, you know I, I find that exciting I find that you know, as people who've been in the industry for some time, if you're able to add even a little bit of value, um, to, you know, to someone who wants to come into the industry and have a meaningful career here, it, it's just exciting for me. Super. So let's let's get into the first question. And also a small correction. Yes. I wasn't the head of marketing for Femina. Apologies. I was the marketing manager for Femina. Very different. The head of marketing was a very lovely lady called Sohila. Um, but yes, we'll get to the questions. Okay, um, so let's get into the first question. Um, 
Also, apologies on the... No worries. The, the, you know Soila very well. I'm I know sure Soila very well. Uh, and uh, yeah, this also shows I haven't spent any time in the brand side. Um, so yeah, so the first question is from Ishwar Parmar. Um, he's like, hey Varun, I've got a question. Um, it's really intimidating looking at an established advertising company for a person who's just starting out. Um, there's a fear of competition. How can anyone, anyone cope with that? So I, I, I think what he wants to really ask is, um, how do you kind of apply right it's that first step of saying what do i need to do to join an agency today um which is i think that question stayed for the years but i think especially today it's a lot more relevant um i have a couple of thoughts but uh puja first thoughts on what you think you know i'm going to talk about my experience when i walked into an interview at J. Walter Thompson when it was J. Walter Thompson many, many years ago. This was almost 17 years ago. And the feeling I felt was fear because I walked in and <laughs> what looked like extremely cool people all around me. And I had, I was like, how am I going to do this? There is no way I'm going to get this job. And um, I'm too dorky for this. And I definitely am not cool enough. I definitely am not creative enough to be able to get a job here. You had dreadlocks those days. From yeah, what I, I, I did have dreadlocks at that point in time. Yes, but I was still not cool. <laughs> um, but I, I was extremely frightened. But my advice to anyone who wants to get into the industry is that Advertising and marketing as a community is a place where everyone finds their unique space, and which is what is exciting, right? That this is not necessarily just a specialized um, area of work um, because it's human beings talking to human beings about um, ideas and brands. There's space for everybody because as brands, we want to talk, talk to everybody, right? Yeah. Uh, so don't worry when you're trying to apply because your uniqueness will definitely add value to some of the other brand, to some of the other business. And you just need to be confident about the fact that, okay, is this what I want to do? Do I want to be able, do I want to tell great, meaningful stories? Do I want to be authentic in the way I'm talking about uh, different kind of brands and communication? And if I'm able to do that, you will find a place. Um, just a couple of things to add to that. I, I, I think largely when a lot of people really, um, you know, end up trying to apply, you overthink it. You think about, oh, what would someone else say? Yeah. Uh, what are the kind of things that this person might, this person, this agency might be looking for, and et cetera, et cetera. I think it's important to kind of be yourself. Um, yeah. Be honest about who you Absolutely. are, what you bring to the table. Um, I've, I've done very few interviews in my life, um, thankfully. Uh, but every time I have kind of gone in, I have called a spade a spade. I said, I know this, I don't know this, but I will work harder than anybody else you will have. Um, I know certain things. What I don't know, I will call it. I'll ask a lot of questions, um, but I will improve every day. Um, And that's literally been the way I've I've done every single interview that I've ever done. Um, And that's what I really appreciate when I speak to young people who kind of come in for interviews, the fact that they're very open about uh, what their skill sets are. They're not trying to faff around because honestly, we've all faffed. Yeah. Right, right. We're an industry of faff, so like honestly, we all we all catch that very easily. Yeah. Um. So it's important to kind of come in and and have given an honest response or rather honest point of view on what you really bring to the table, and as long as you do that, uh, and if you do have the right skill set, then you 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 end up joining, and it's it's not something to be nervous about. Yep, absolutely. And remember that every interview is an experience and every experience is great. So just make sure that you constantly get feedback. Um, you know, at the end of the interview, I've learned that I, unlike Varun, have 
had multiple jobs uh he he I'm terrible with jobs right so i've done various interviews and what i what i found to be most successful for me just from a learning standpoint is that when an interview was over i always asked for feedback i always asked the person who was interviewing me hey how do you think it went do you want to give me any feedback if you don't have the chance to meet again um you know most often than not people actually opened up and responded to me on things that they liked about me and things they definitely wanted me to work on um it was very very helpful for me for the next one that i went to so be open be authentic and definitely be fearless okay um on to the next one okay this is an interesting one right um mohammed shabeek 26 says um if the poc from the client side is new and he or she wants to get their friends agency on board how do you retain them <laughs> uh that is such a true life scenario yes. uh, i think he's been through this uh, <laughs> uh, we've all been through this yeah um I think this is a question for the decades or anybody who's been in like account management or or maintenance business. Um I'll I'll let you take this first. Okay, so do I have a smart answer for it? I I actually don't because I'm hunting in my brain to think if I do, but I really don't. Um what however I think has worked for us as an agency and multiple because I've been an account manager for a very long time and eventually grew to the position I did. But what what it really takes is having a pulse on the business and if you have the pulse if you have a pulse on the business and truly truly understand the brand um even if you know the client wants to bring in an agency that is their friend they will think about the fact that does that agency have the amount of knowledge you do and which is why i always tell my colleagues and you know younger people that come into the industry that information is everything knowledge is everything when you sit in front of the client you every opportunity is an opportunity so you need to be extremely well prepared and if you are well prepared and you have um you know you truly valuable to the business um it's not going to be an easy decision to just move just on the basis of relationship and also it's um the fact that if someone kind of comes in and their only point of view is only make it my friend on um you know that they're actually that's not going to be a relationship you can retain for long anyway right because anyone who's a smart marketer today um knows how to differentiate between those two absolutely um, um, and the only reason they might bring on somebody else would be the fact that you still haven't shown your value strongly enough absolutely. to the organization yeah um the fact that they even will be able to put that point across uh, yeah. a lot of times that only comes across when you have some gaps right you have yes. some gaps in, okay, you haven't proven yourself there you made too many mistakes in x y and z area uh okay with like you know kind of come in and look at the roster list of screw ups that have happened over time and then you say okay fine these are screwed up so many times i know this other person let's bring them on and maybe they can do a better job that's the only way this can really work and yeah and so self reflect basically yeah yeah and re- and really uh, that it's about maintaining that relationship and it's not really maintaining that relation only with one person it's 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 putting that together with multiple stakeholders and 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 having a a larger connection with the, with the organization rather than individuals absolutely individuals are important but i think the organization relationship is really important yeah, as well yeah i agree ah okay what kind of skills does one need to have to join the glitch i think we kind of answered that in our earlier oh no actually not um what do you look for when you when you hire someone in an agency like glitch a lot of things actually to be honest because a you know you know it how protective we are of the you know of the people that we want to bring into the company and as an organization that is constantly growing and evolving we need to bring in the right mixture and um good people of course but people who are willing to 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 adapt 
um, people who are willing to share, mm-hmm. people who are willing to grow together, um, people who, you know, can f- have true leadership qualities even at an extremely young age, um, and people who collaborate because at in in today's time it's not a one man one woman ship, um, it is absolute teamwork and i always look for people who will who will work well in a team yeah um and i all i tell this to a lot of people that we we don't create life-saving medicine or send you know people to the moon uh what we do is in a way i think fairly easy uh if we're able to get someone who truly understands pop culture as is is always an added benefit about, um, but it's pretty much a, it's a combination of a lot of things actually what i think is also um, important to look at is the fact that what are you bringing to the table that is what somebody else won't bring to the table like what is your unique skill set um, to really add to what if you understand the agency well yeah like for instance if you apply to a, a glitch and say um, i am doing X, Y, and Z things, which Glitch doesn't really specialize in, right? Or isn't really focusing on. Yeah. Then you haven't done your research well, right? Um, learn about the agency before you kind of come in and, and interview. Yeah. Um, but really what we look for, are, in my mind, are people who are interesting people who have, who have generically good strategic thought processes, good creative ideas, are able to have strong relationships. And, you know, if someone can hold a conversation, you know, they can hold a relationship, right? Mm. Um, and that's what I look at. Uh, sure. Whenever I've interviewed in the recent past, and also generally people are hard, who like who are decent people, um, yeah. Um, not necessarily breed. Um, I don't know what that term would be, but really get in good people who you'd want to work with, right? Yeah. And that's really the point. It's not about getting oh, I want cool people in the in my office, or I want like this kind of people. It's where you get good people and get people who are hungry to do good work and, yeah. and 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 build stuff out. And I think that's most important. I think that's the one thing we don't end up uh, teaching enough in college. And also people who will be able to be equals in front of a client because what I don't like and I you know and I don't appreciate is when agencies and and some of my colleagues or you know even people that I've seen in other agencies feel that they're not at an equal level as a person that they yeah, are. Yeah, wine and dine and sucking up is over. Yeah, um, that doesn't exist. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That doesn't exist. But I'm just saying that when you're sitting across someone, you're not you're not there as, um, you know, as a slave or someone who's going to be constantly available to them 24-7. You have a unique service to offer. You have a certain expertise to offer. And uh, you are, I, I mean, you're going to be available you know, at, at an equal level to them, which is very important. And I, I, I seek that. I seek yeah. that from people that I that that we bring into the glitch. I just add one, want to add one thing to that uh, yeah. because th- this point gets misconstrued by many and I've seen some people go wrong with that is the fact that just because you want to come in as an equal doesn't yeah. mean you come in, in overtly cocky. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, that's not what uh, it is. So many people take it the wrong way yeah. uh, and, and come in and, and act all yeah. cocky. So I think, I think that's the disclaimer around your point, which is very important, right? Yeah. Is, is the fact that you add that point in there and, and then that you, you add so much value yeah. in a conversation through the work that you do and through the knowledge and information that you bring into a meeting that you automatically become someone that partners with yeah. a client and isn't there just to plainly service yeah okay uh, what's the next one Roshan sent us a question um, Roshan sent us multiple questions I'm going to pick one how much money is needed to promote an ad? What's the strategy to adopt in digital for reach? Oh, um, yeah. that That's interesting. Uh, 
there is you know advertising is is really about how you use your money cleverly <laughs> and um, put it lightly yes to put it lightly right because it doesn't mean that uh, you need to have crores and crores to have a successful campaign yeah and people like us and agencies like us have have proven that over the last many years right sure. um so i would say you have to have a very smart content strategy more than a very smart creative stra- um media strategy mm-hmm. i'm sorry mm-hmm. because if your content works the chances of it getting picked up yeah. the chances of it becoming organically talkable yeah. and i'm not using the v word yeah. which which i hate viral yeah. viral is viral is <laughs> a disease viral is a disease that is not a video that is yes. not an asset yes viral yes. is a disease right so have a smart content strategy yeah um find uh, you know, i truly believe in influencers find the right influencers they don't need to be the same 20 30 people don't like do everyone copy paste, yes basically. don't do copy paste so have a smart content strategy then even if you have 5 lakhs yeah uh you can have a great very successful campaign yeah Um I hope thing, I answered your question Roshan. <laughs> uh, the only thing I want to add to that is the fact that um look at how you want to spend your money more interestingly as well right yeah. is the fact that do you want to spend more on an influencer in that video itself yep. so helps you amplify it further so you might spend less on media um the beauty of the digital era uh, is that it uh, it allows you different modes of doing this uh, yep. beyond what you always had um and it really helps you um it really helps you um think of ways to put permutations and combinations in um media also a little smarter right you don't necessarily have to put in a media plan and kind of stick to it throughout you can actually keep um playing around with it you can see how stuff is going what assets working what assets not working push money where it requires where it required pull it out when you don't require it um programmatic is is great in that sense so um all all these parameters help you kind of play it right and what i've actually even realized especially over the last year or a couple of years um speaking to a lot of uh, you know new age companies is the fact that they look at performance marketing that way right they're looking at um what assets are helping them push more product what assets are helping build brand value but really looking at them um creative asset to creative asset and media spend on each of them and that really helps them build more value and and have more optimized value rather um around their ad spend so um yeah so i roshan i think i also hopefully also answered your question moving on to the next one oh this is interesting so i, I don't really have an answer to this uh, i'll have a point of view and maybe if you have one um as a youtube account manager how to reach out to brands uh, what's recommend what's a recommended way um that i as a newbie could use to reach out to more brands for their social media management or um to manage their youtube account um yeah so when you start off at glitch we didn't really have that weirdly enough i don't think we ever done cold calls um i don't remember us ever having done that um yeah, but when, you know i i i don't like to call it cold calls okay. but i i like to call it us being proactive proactive yeah. and being prepared that's a better term yeah yeah um because while we may have never done cold calls we have um gone into a meeting yeah to meet a prospective client and said um with actually a complete idea and an overall presentation on what we could do for their brand and for their business mm. that is the best way to um uh, to get in and have a foot in the door yeah um you know we actually encourage that constantly yeah and 
clients clients love that yeah uh, you know i would love that if someone came to me and said hey listen i have an idea for your brand now why would you not listen true um so if you find spend time in understanding the business that you want to go after yeah be very very aware of the work that they have done in the past so you're not sitting in a meeting where the clients like hey i you know i did this 5 years ago i did this 3 years ago or you know it's something that i'm working on um if you when you when you're being proactive yeah. um you have to be very very innovative i think what's also important is that don't hard sell what you can do but really say, go out and sell what you can do for that client uh, so make them understand that you actually done some work in understanding what they might need uh, what might add to their present mix of things and that might actually want them might make them want to just give you a shot yeah um i also kind of feel that you don't necessarily have to go for the big ones and you start off right um see who who would get most value who's most approachable for you build a portfolio with the with with a set of brands scale that up um large scale companies require certain level of infrastructure from their agencies now um um and they always have but especially on digital i think that's that's become a, a larger and larger requirement over the last 4 uh, 5 years um so build your portfolio as a, as an agency i mean you, you go in and say uh, go to the largest company on day 1 and say i want to do work for you they might not consider it but um what are your chops to show what do you really have to give out and if you build that with a set of people sometimes turn around and do a project for free for someone right yeah, we did that in our year 3 yeah. i remember you when varun was talking about build a portfolio but be very very clear about the businesses that you're going after because what you don't want is a um a client mix that is not going to be able to scale as you scale number 1 number 2 a client mix that's not going to add a uh, a cred and enough meaty work that yeah. will be able to you know give you that spurt or that foot in the door with a larger client yeah. um and it's not about actually smaller or larger i want i want to correct that with the client that you eventually with the kind of set of clients that you eventually would like to yeah, work so with yeah so smaller or larger i'm going to mean that don't go after conglomerates in the beginning go after really if you can hold basis your scale is what i kind of meant yeah that is definitely one secondly actually and you know warren said that that sometimes it's okay to just do it at cost or um, in in a way that just do it to have a relationship with the client yeah. we did a lot of that i if i go way back i remember the stuff we did for diesel diesel had a store launch we did a uh we were we did something which was free because it was totally based on people just putting up changing their relationship status um on facebook yeah. right at that point of time um it didn't cost them anything we gave them the idea and clients free. love that clients yeah. love uh, you know a set of people who are ex- are passionate about their business and and money does come guys it does come eventually yeah. uh, you just have to be able to um you know if you take care of your costs you'll be able to take care of your clients better and i truly True. believe that i you know that's a rule that i apply even today when we look at our pnl and how we price our clients that if i have taken care of my organization if i have managed my costs well if i've been able to keep my people happy then my clients are going to be happy as a result of that so that, that is that is a, one of my key rules in being able to run a strong pnl um the next question uh, vision_soham has asked us is that um in the current changing scenario uh, across all media fields the obvious blurring of lines has happened right um, is it better to learn a specific skill or is it better to learn the overall market um i don't think you it's know, a, I think this or divide- that yeah yeah no but you know i do feel that the answer to this is going to be very divided because uh, we'll have very different perspectives yes <laughs> we definitely will because yeah. i 
I do think that you need to be able to have something that you can own on your own. Mm. Uh, while being a jack of all trades is is a good thing, uh, but you know it'll get you so far. But uh, if you don't have a USP that someone can look at you and say, "Okay, this person can deliver this for me," mm. um, this industry is very crowded. Um, you know, there are a lot of great, fantastic people in the industry. There are also uh, creators that are coming up every day who are fantastic and so unique. So you need to find your space. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I believe that when people truly go looking for mm-hmm. it, um, they do find something yeah. that works for them, that makes them kind of stand out. Yeah. Uh, so I truly believe that, that mm-hmm. you must find a specific, um, you know, skill slash US space slash capability that mm. you would be able to bring to an organization yeah um you will you will scale faster and you know have the ability to learn on the job and learn uh about the other teams or what everyone else is doing but definitely have a specific skill set so actually to throw back to an episode we did sometime back with harshad uh chavan mm. um I, I remember this is a term that kind of came up in that episode right where we spoke about being a master jack of all trades mm. which was the fact that <laughs> sounds um, so like harshad <laughs> yeah it's a very harshad term uh so the, the point was simply this right that you need to know everything but you need to be good at many things as well if not yeah. one specific thing yeah. um you need to have one core area of expertise but i don't think we live in a world where you can now be it's it, it, in a scenario for one second this is this is something to do with television and entertainments i'm in advertising i don't need to know that or if yeah. i I'm, i don't need to know um, the the analog part of the business or the traditional part of the business because i'm in digital and, and x y and z you need to know everything right you should be able to have because you need to have a point of view on the overall mix and the overall scenario how you can kind of do things um and that will only happen if you know enough about every side of things but your area of expertise i actually agree with you on this is the fact that you need to have uh one if not a few uh, really like focused areas where you can grow because that's the only way you can grow up the ranks yeah and by area of expertise i don't mean um you know hyper targeted yeah 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 what i mean is a particular skill set yeah um to be able to own a own a meeting room or to be able to own a conversation you've got to be very good at something yeah which brings you that you know that that's that kind of edge and also and also the thing is it doesn't always have to be it, it's not going to be the same thing for the rest of your career right yes, um it you is will going evolve. to evolve yeah like if i look at my entire career i i don't think i've done the same thing every any year absolutely even same now, now in the last 10 years right so yeah. i literally like go in different directions but the core parts will kind of be the same and you know you push yourself because i see that in me that i push myself to be able to to reinvent in a way yeah. um i'm very different from the way i was uh, even last year mm. just what i'm working on what i'm building on what how i want to be um you know how i want to present myself yeah um even in the position that i hold i have to constantly learn and evolve yeah um otherwise i'm going to become irrelevant true and also the fact is that like if if i go by my career right I, the production producer part has always been there yeah um i've tried direction i've tried writing i've tried doing all kind of tried operations i still do all those things 
but the core end of it what i started off as as the core thing which i love doing in the space still defines my day to day decisions right sure. um and no matter what i might do in other things yeah. uh, for me personally that's where i get ground that's what centers me uh, in my career uh, everything yeah. else are stuff which i enjoy doing but my 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 default mode of skill sets or our default modes of functioning kind of go back to that that's how I, it's always worked for me got it um mayank parekh has asked it's a long question but i'm just going to um, he's sent it to, in from sydney um he has two questions um as i'm a research analyst how much of research is allocated before the campaign goes live or are clients willing to pay money for research in india is there a dedicated team at glitch or any of any similar kind of agencies um on this side apart from just account management client servicing um research is an everyday constant part of what we do because without knowledge yeah you can't create good ideas you can't create meaningful communications so we dedicate a lot of time to research however i do want to point out that today and i believe this that research is not just about five six people hold up in front of something uh, you know in front of a computer or just yeah, googling doing, everything or googling or fo- f- in in focus groups and that's the only way you gather material um we're in the in the connected world that we are in and as the kind of agencies that we are where we talk to consumers soak often on various social channels you're constantly gathering information you're constantly gathering um nuances of how people react to certain pieces of information uh so it's important to always have that to be yeah. able to find a way to channel that information well um and i i tell that to our planners channel that information well so you can have meaningful point of views when you're discussing a brief with your creative team yeah it is not just about having a lot of tools and having these uh, you know these uni- these unboxing things and and you yeah, know tools the- are all there right but how yeah. you use them differs from brief to brief yes. and project to project so research is just so to answer your question research is extremely important all agencies dedicate a lot of time to it clients are willing to pay for it clients are willing to pay for it but it depends what it's for it's for <laughs> right because um the research has to have an absolute impact on your creative idea mm. only then will a client really pay for it True. uh so you need to be able to prove to the client that uh you know this is that important here yeah, second question which i also think is interesting he's saying um do you think influencer marketing is a bubble that's going to burst or will it still be relevant in the 2020s um What do you think is the right way to measure an influencer campaign? Um it's definitely it's here to stay. Yeah. There's no way it's going away because if with the more number of I mean just look at us today, right? I mean the people that we follow on on social channels are not the celebrity the kind of celebrities our parents would want to read about the next day in a newspaper right yeah. i mean our lives have completely changed people who influence me are are not people who would potentially make it to the newspaper right or or you know so these guys are here to stay that's not going away at all but how we use them and how we partner with them is very important and i feel that we're learning every day on how to make it better on how we can make these conversations more authentic because if the moment it becomes unauthentic the moment it becomes a copy paste job the credibility is completely gone yeah. and it it's money down Which the drain is the thing right um 
Influencer marketing is a is a brand new media vehicle, and it's of, a skill. It's a skill to be able to understand how you use, it, like you a, use it. But it's like a living person. Yes. So if you use it like it's not a living person and just a plain uh, media vehicle or something, you can just put a, a copy paste. Okay, this is the copy, paste it there, right? Uh, put up a photograph and it done. It doesn't work, right? I mean, uh, absolutely and, not, because every human being is different, every person yeah. is different, and. the people who manage influencers have to be able to understand that that when yeah. they go to a client it can't be a bundle of people that they go to clients with yeah. it has to be say for example 40 unique point of views that they they would be able to bring and why to is a that person right for your brand absolutely so yeah. it's a skill and it's not just on and, followers and people, not and, just on subscribers and a lot of people are not doing it right uh, there are few that are doing it very well but there are lots that are not doing it right i think the also the way things are going now um there's a certain amount of correction happening uh with everything around how uh, how much does it work uh who's the right person i think the metrics are getting smarter now um so i honestly feel now it's when it's actually going to mature as as, as a marketing vehicle um and brands are going to look at it a little more smartly um influencers today are the brand ambassadors of yesterday right it's a, it's the same thing it's just a better way of gauging and using it it's yeah. not spray and pray anymore yeah. this is the this is the brand ambassador version of let's not do spray and pray anymore yeah, um, is absolutely. how i see it so yeah it's, it's it's pretty much here to stay also so couple more questions to go shah sonam says uh, what's your take on roi challenges present in advertising and pr Um, I mean, I don't um, know. I don't know if she means for agencies or for brands, but I think in general, ROI has become everyone's point of view. I, right? I mean, it's got to, right? Yeah. Uh, I want to know how my what uh, results my money is yielding. So I I don't know what she means by that. But let's if if the focus of the question is that is ROI important in today's time, especially yeah. in the digital world, it how, absolutely is. I think the question is, is might actually be that how do you um, measure? Uh, If the challenge, if the question constantly is ROI, because mm. um, many times you would do stuff in advertising. If you go like ten years ago, where you know this is a project you're doing because for, for the love of it, or the brand wants sure. to spend a certain amount of money to kind of let's splurge, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't think splurge is is as much anymore. Um, it's if ROI is the question that comes up most. I, I'm guessing it's in that direction. Let's just go with that. So ROI is extremely important. One, there's no question about it. our clients all the clients we work with that is is number one yeah um however it also depends on what you're spending your money on right i mean if, if is it is it to really gain subscriptions is it to uh, is it to you know talk about a sale is it to the various factors there so roi as a ma- you know as a subject matter is changes from campaign to campaign True. because what do you really want to get out of it yeah. and as long as you've been able to get whatever you set out to get i mean it's 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 money well spent yeah i i i kind of stuck to one catch phrase for a while now and i think it always works when this conversation kind of comes up um is the fact that what are you creating something for right you're either creating something um to create a certain amount of brand value in the sense that uh, you know uh, is it about values or value right for for a consumer are you giving them certain value in terms of, okay this is going to cost lesser um it is it's, it's up for sale etc etc so anything that's pushing for sale is giving um the consumer a certain amount of value um right um the other kind is are you pro- is it connecting to their their values so is the brand value is connecting to them um there are two things right if your focus as a brand is right now i need to sell you're focusing on the first one 
if you are focused at least okay i want to do i want to really spread what my values are as a brand uh, and kind of push that ahead then i'm doing the second one and the mix of those and and what your focus area is really kind of build your roi um it can't be that oh i want to build brand value for myself but i also want to see roi but i want to keep the metrics of what the first one is is where things kind of go off many times and that's my perspective is the fact that uh, a put put down what your targets are as a, as a as a brand and as an agency um and then look at those metrics really well and put that down and then really put down what are you gauging roi on um but i think it's the days of of randomly spending money and 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 wastage uh, rather is what we call it because is everything gone, is so right? measurable today yeah, right yeah. and there's wastage there's no option yeah. for wastage yeah. everything is so measurable you better spend your money well true um okay uh, final question uh, for this first ama um is that um social media for the coming decade is from sharvil 1234 is saying um social media for the coming decade any advertising predictions upcoming rise of tiktok or what are the things that will be in action what are your predictions for the for the coming decade we could wake up tomorrow and our life will change completely but as every day yes Right? that is the world we live in today that is what the the connected world has brought to us which yeah. is constant change yeah. and the ability to re- and what we need as people is the ability to constantly be able to evolve yeah. because so one you have to have a pulse on really what's happening in the world around you yeah. right so um my prediction are uh, predictions are that there's three predictions I, I, mine three is, from you, three from me. That's mine is just going to be one plain and simple. Okay. Right. Have a pulse of what's happening in the world. Yeah. Be extremely, extremely prepared uh, with a set of people, and have a set of people who are willing to evolve um, and adapt. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to manage the future. Yeah. Because whatever predictions we may give today, mm-hmm. it may not hold true tomorrow. True. Uh, because and. things burst and erupt out of nowhere today yeah. right so there our world is going to constantly be in flux yeah. of that i'm very very sure so as long as we're prepared we're willing to adapt we're willing to go back to our clients with the right kind of knowledge we'll be fine hmm um i'm going to have a slightly more widespread set of predictions yes. um number 1 i i kind of feel that um uh, in a very weird way everyone is going to still do everything um it, the the segregations of what uh what platform does what agency does what creator does what brand does all that's merging it's already has merged um but i feel it's going to expand further uh what will become most important is uh who's sitting at the center of it and that's going to keep juggling around um and, and so i see that um state of flux like you mentioned getting but who's kind of putting who's kind of holding the reins to that state of flux and who's kind of shifting gears will will be interesting to kind of watch so it's not really a prediction it's it's i don't know if that is a prediction it's a weird statement you know i i i think <laughs> that today clients want uh to work with a lot of different people and fairly so yes right absolutely because the time of let's just have one or two main agencies is completely gone yeah clients want to work with various kind of people and hence the person really or the peep set of people holding the reins i hope are the brand managers yeah. and the, and the marketing team and not necessarily an agency hmm. um and i believe that yeah 
and I know a lot of my colleagues don't and, uh, you know, in, in across the industry. But I think that if we're able to sit in front of the client and say, hey, the listen, clients are smarter than the agencies. In, in most cases, I mean, I or maybe want, I'll revise that. But I clients don't are, clients, are, clients have become, clients have learned faster in many cases. I'm, I mean, even that I'm not, I, I, I don't agree with because I feel that, you know, the this this change has given birth. Look what it did to us, right? To an agency like us. Yeah. I mean, it gave this flux, this change in our environment gave birth to so many agencies like us. True. And today we've grown to holding very, very important relationships with clients. Yeah. Now, I would like to believe that we're, we hold important relationships and I know we do. Yeah. But... It's not about, uh, am I sitting right at the center? I don't even know if I want to sit right at yeah, the center. Yeah, because there was a time when a, a brand would kind of let an agency take uh, most of the calls yeah. and say, okay, that's what I hired you for. But now it's a collaborative effort. They and want to have a stronger to, point of view. Absolutely. And if you are able to be a team, a set of people, yeah. like instead of front of a client and say, hey, listen, I'm not worried about my area and I'm not worried about what you're giving me and what you're going to be taking away from me. And But hey, but really sit in front of them and say, hey, listen, I want to do good by your business. Yeah. And if I am a set of people that sh- prove to a client that I can truly collaborate with the right kind of, you know, agencies or creators or whatever that may be yeah. uh, that are available for the client to choose from, I will be important. Yeah. And the thing is, don't get, get into this industry seeking importance. True. Because I, 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 I don't, I don't like that. I don't, I, I don't like to encourage that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of thinking because that really constricts you. Uh, that makes you become uh, insecure. And that is not the kind of culture that I would want to create in our industry. We need to be able to be open. We need to be able to collaborate. We need to be able to work with all different kinds of agencies. And only those who collaborate will survive. That's right. Only those who collaborate will survive. Yeah. Because gone are the times for let me be the most central power uh, in in an agency. Yeah, you don't work together. You're not going to do it. And if you look at it. Because the client will see through that. Clients are talking, I mean, that's the point. What I was trying to, point I was trying to make earlier is the clients are pushing for more collaboration. Yeah. Um, I would say agencies over time have learned that a little later than they should have. And yeah. that's really been, I would say, the larger problem. And um, which, that's what gave birth to people like us, right? True, true. Because we came in and said, you know what, to help we with work, this. We, we like we'll work with everybody. Yeah. Um, what I also feel is that we've gone beyond what was the digital economy to being uh, now it's actually the creator economy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, our, every single consumer is a creator, understands far more deeply uh, what it is to create content. And it could be from as small as making that good morning message goes on WhatsApp, which yeah. like the millions of flowers are shared every morning. Yeah. Um, to anything else and and the fact that that is actually happening in that democratize uh, democratization of that uh, along with commerce has kind of happened it, it has just kind of turned the scale of saying what does a consumer really want and the expectations are higher they, they want more things um, and that's really only going to increase and increase so if you don't innovate on those sides of things as marketers then that's really going to really affect is, is my second one um, third one is actually it's going to be the most exciting decade I, I think we've, we've hit we've hit uh, maturity in many pieces which were considered um, you know experiments um, and I think 2020s are going to be a lot more uh, interesting to kind of play around in um, it's, it's a fun playground Absolutely. I'm so excited for 2020 yeah. and for what's to come. And yeah. I, I say this is a great time to be, you know, 
people like us yeah uh, have an open mind um get into it with uh, with, with with the right attitude and and you'll do well and if you want to work in the space um use all the tools that creators use um understand how you can create something on on tiktok how you can create stuff on instagram look at how analytics happen for um regular consumers um that helps you look at things in a very different perspective i think that's really what i would say um so yes i think this should do to close off this first ama uh, yeah, this is this was uh, a new format uh, we're trying out uh, for the q and a part please send feedback um, yeah, i hope hated. this was helpful please tell me if you don't like this and say no this is uh, i don't like this way of doing <laughs> why this question answer can you just answer on instagram and get it over with why this an episode or someone turning around and saying oh my god why is this like um, can you can you give talk more about x and more about y and so on and so forth so please write in um and um, you i'm varun dugi on on instagram um or write into uh, ivm podcast uh, across the space um and we'll get back to you so yeah so that's it for this episode of advertising is dead um again disclaimer uh, the audio might be a little different because we're not recording this in the studio yeah, so thanks for having me varun so happy you do this and uh, yeah i think we're going to call it a night now and uh, for so listen to it it'll be sometime during the day or night i don't it really matter and now i'm just randomly rambling on so i think we'll wrap up the episode and say that's it for this episode